gosh, I am so excited. And if you stop here, I you're going to be excited too. I'm going to give her a proper introduction, but I have got with me an icon in the staging and real estate industry, Ms. Barb Schwarz. Barb, welcome, welcome, welcome from Hawaii. So I know we're on a like five hour, six hour time difference. Thank you for joining me. And um, you look fabulous. Well, sweetheart, thank you. And you look fabulous. And it's wonderful to be with you. Thanks for asking me. Oh, my gosh. It's been almost a year. We had Barb on a year ago talking. And we're going to do a replay, by the way, Barb, talking about um, this time of year when we take a pause, um, which we should every moment of our life, but we collectively uh, across uh, the United States take a pause for Thanksgiving. And Barb get, uh, gave a great uh, talk on that. If you haven't seen it, go to our YouTube channel and um, check it out. But I'm super excited today because Barb has announced um, what is just absolutely mom a, a momentous event coming up January 9th. And that is that Barb created and invented home staging 50, yes, 5-0, right, Barb? 50 yep. years ago, January 9th. So even if you're not a stager, a realtor, uh, if you're just a homeowner and watches HGTV, you know, you, you have an idea about what setting the stage is about and preventing or presenting that best light, whether you're selling or dwelling. And even if you're just dwelling, we all love to um, create spaces that bring joy to us every moment and every space that we're um, living in our spaces, even more so now that our homes have become more sacred to us. Um, many of us who haven't are now working from home, maybe homeschooling, etc. Uh, but Barb, I wanted to have you on to take a moment to talk about how you birthed really the industry and tell us the behind the scenes, maybe that many folks don't know how you got the light bulb idea when you were in real estate almost 50 years ago. And then we'll segue into uh, what you created from that, which is really the Cadillac of education with stagehomes.com, along with worldwide staging, which, which I think is about 20 years birthed. Is that correct? Worldwide staging week? Well, worldwide, uh, are you talking about worldwide staging service week? Yes, service week. WWSSW. That was in 1999, and I'd been doing that by myself as a realtor and then as a stager. And I thought as I founded and built IHOSP and stagehomes.com, it'd be really a great idea to have that as a wonderful thing that all of us as stagers could give back to our communities where we live. And so I named it Worldwide Staging Service Week. Service w Week. And for, and for those of you who may not know what IHOSP is, it's International Association of Staging Professionals. And that is uh, global. That uh, Barb was not international when she created that, but had the vision for it to be. And now it's in over 15 countries? Oh, at least. Right. At yeah, least. Right. At least. So let's go back and let's share with folks 
the story of Barb 50 years ago. And I'm sure you probably remember, well, you'd obviously remember the day that that light bulb went on, something that you'd been doing as a realtor, as a successful top producing realtor, you'd been doing it. But this momentous occasion, you went, oh my gosh, this is staging. <laughs> and tell us about that story, Barb. Well, you know, looking back on my life, because each of us, I believe, every part of our journey takes us to where our purpose may be in our own eyes. Mm. I believe that each of us has a purpose. And sometimes it takes a longer time to find and feel our purpose. And sometimes it comes to us right away. And I remember as a little girl growing up on my grandparents' farm in Kansas. Uh, I'm not Dorothy, but I felt. Like it. <laughs> but I there was, is, but there is no place. There is no place like home, though. <laughs> that's right. And I, I always felt there was something that I was meant to do, and I just kept on living the adventure that we all do, our journey. And so, what? <laughs> When I was in high school in a suburb of Wichita, Kansas, because my dad was with Boeing, why builders, I don't even know how they found me, but I think they went to the home ec department at the high school because uh. builders, was when I had was taking a lot of home ec in high school, along with music and, and regular studies. And, and so they asked me to hold their open houses open. Do you believe that? I don't know where the real tours were, but they asked me to. And so I thought, well, these houses just look so empty. So I would take some towels from my mother's, you know, bathroom and also some vases and put them in the kitchen. So I did that in the kitchen and the bathroom. And really later I called it staging, but at that time I had no name for it. So fast forward, you know, I taught school for five years and then I started my design business because my majors. See, I didn't know you taught school. What what grade did you teach, Barb? Well, I taught uh, second, second and third combination. Then I taught fourth and then I did a fourth, a third and fourth grade combination. Oh, I did not know that. I love my kids. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we had a great time. And oh my goodness, the stories I could tell you. Oh, geez. You know, I had live pigeons that would come in and walk on the desks and that loved us. And I got this big clown at Safeway grocery store that they had things for sale. I said, when you get rid of that, can I have that? And so they gave it to me. The thing was huge. And so I got a truck and put it in the truck and took it. And so I had books and different things. And one day a big pigeon just flew right in and made his home in one of those. And, and the school district said, it's okay, go ahead. Your, your parents love you. And we kept the door open so it could go in and out and go to the bathroom and that kind of thing. So anyway, I did that. I staged my room too for the kids, but I sure. And but so, they loved it. <laughs> so then I opened my design business and enjoyed that. And I was calling on uh, brokers for the children's hospital in Seattle to donate my time to them. And I went into actually in Seattle, the name is John L. Scott. They're, are numerous really great companies, a broker, and I'm talking to him in his office about, you know, the children's hospital and the need for funds and that kind of thing. And he's just interrupted, which was fine. He said, wait a minute. And I, I was taken back and he said, 
why aren't you in real estate? And he, he just like <laughs> boomed it out. And I said, well, you know, I used to do this in high school. And I told him what I shared with you. And I love homes. And so he said, I dare you. I dare you to go out of here and become a real estate agent. Let's see if you would do it. And it really got to me. I thought about it. I thought about it. And I thought, okay, I could take the test. I have my design business. Great. I'll go ahead and take the test. I got my license first time. The test. Great. And so I thought, well, then some uh, people I was working with with their property said, could you list our house? And so one thing led to another. And I would say, Kat, I would say, well, I could design your home for you to get it ready to sell. Design? Why would we do that? We're selling. And I thought, okay, okay. Then I thought I'll use the word decorating. So I would say to someone else, I could decorate your home for that. Decorate? Why would we do that? We're going to sell. And so I thought, okay, something, because the homes were messy and didn't look appropriate for selling. I was shocked, frankly, sometimes. And so I thought, okay, it's going to come to me. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? And one day, and it happened to be my birthday, and we were going to have a nice dinner that evening, and guests were coming. And it was like early afternoon, and I was called to go see a house in an area called Crossroads in Bellevue, Washington. I know the exact house. And it's three bedrooms, a bath and a half, and then living room and dining room combination. There was a small eating area off the kitchen and not a master bath, but a half bath at the other end of the kitchen and then a nice sized main bath that all three bedrooms, you know, used for their bathroom needs. And so as I'm walking through, all of a sudden this just came out of my mouth. I said, do you like the theater to this woman? And she said, theater? What's that got to do with selling my house? And I said, I just wondered, oh, we love the theater. We have tickets, actually. And I said, well, that's great. You know, I have been in a number of off-Broadway productions. Because, see, I thought I was going to become Barbara Streisand. But I, I knew that. I, I knew that. Maybe we can get you to hit a couple of high notes at the end, Barb. She <laughs> was already taken. <laughs> um, I said, you know, I'd like to be your director. Director? And I said, yes. You know, in the theater, we set the scene, we set the stage for the different acts that are, you know, taking place. And so each room in your home is kind of like that. In other words, I'd like to set the scene in each room so that it would sell for you because you've been on the market two and a half years with two different companies and there had been no offer. And so what I'd like to do, because I believe the buyers are the audience, they're going to decide. And then, you know, the critics, the critics, those are the other agents because they talk behind our backs. And then you're the star because you live here. She loved that. (laughs) I began to, in each room, show her what I suggested. By gosh, she went ahead and worked with me on it. And that was the very first time I said, I'd like to stage each room and stage your house. Uh. Now, I mean, that's exactly when it happened. Now. <laughs> did you did you break out? 
And I, I feel in my heart that that was meant to be. I really do. I think it's my purpose. And so uh, next property, uh, they didn't go to the theater. So I used, really, I used the movies as an example that, you know, the theater of the movie, whatever your favorite movie, and I engaged them about that. They set right. the scene, whether they want it messy or clean or however they want it. And then the next property used Disneyland because I said, you know, Disneyland is staged. And so they had posters. That's what gave me the idea for Disneyland. Uh -huh. They wanted to go to Disneyland. So as that took place, I talked to other agents about it. They wouldn't listen to me at all. They thought it was crazy. And they would say, how do you get all these good listings? And I said, well, I do this thing. Oh, that wouldn't work. Oh, I couldn't tell my sellers. Oh, I would upset them. Oh, they would like get rid of me. And so they never wanted to know the process. Nobody ever asked about it. So then when my productivity in real estate really went up, 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 even when interest rates were 22% wow. for a loan, I will never forget it, that I was one of the top producers in the Seattle area. And so people began to say to me, what are you doing? And then uh, the owner of the company asked me to give a talk. It was an hour. And then other um, offices in that group, which is named Windermere, then said, would you come over here? Would you come over here? And then the one hour became three hours. And then I thought, well, I think I'll write a whole day because now a board of realtors has called me from San Jose because word filtered down from Seattle to San Jose. And so that's how my professional speaking and training career began. And the Realtor is that program I gave uh, for a full eight hours. I did a city a day for 40 weeks a year from 1985 until 1998. And I did not teach them how to stage. I knew that wasn't my role with them. What I did was to teach the concept and said, you need to tell your sellers they need to stage. And so as the sellers would go through and attempt to do things and, you know, it worked uh, for some and uh, as far as doing it themselves and some would get help from their children or whatever. And in my heart, I also knew that it was really important I birthed an industry that would do the actual talent and work and commitment. And then I wrote the program for stagers and came up with the designation, the first in the world, the first courses in the world, the first websites in the world. And they were not one page websites. We're talking hundreds, thousand pages uh, at one point with directories and all the valuable, wonderful people that came on board. And I had so much email, Microsoft called and said I broke email for them. That is the truth <laughs> in my own system. It's really true for, for myself, it broke. And so anyway, I was featured in an article with Bill Gates, actually, in a Seattle magazine. No, it was an airlines magazine. I think it was Alaska Airlines. And I, I was like, oh, wow, this is wonderful. They put my name before Bill Gates. <laughs> I have that article. So 
anyway, that that's the journey of how up to that point of what took place. That, that's and, quite a journey. That's quite a journey. And I'm sure you, Barb, I've even seen in the, you know, the short 10 years, I, I will have my designation having uh, the honor of training with you in, in, in Dallas. And I still use twigs, by the way, yes. <laughs> and the, all things organic, um, because that's back 10 years ago. You know, uh, I, I loved how you said, Hey, you know, recently I had a, I had a gal, I sent out to do a refresh on an occupied and she texts me and calls me cat. There's nothing here. I go, honey, You've been with me a long time. This is the magic. This is where you get to be magic. Go outside. Yes. <laughs> There's any sticks, any yes. twigs. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I love the concept of making something from nothing. And and uh, I really remembered that, you know. Awesome. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so um, so I went on to get my ASPM with Jenny. I'm a lifetime member um, at this point. And if you are listening to this and you're uh, staging or considering staging, um, stagehomes.com is the Cadillac of education, uh, again, spawned by Barb, um, co-authored continuing education by Jenny Norris. But um, just, you know, the Cadillac, you know, just like if you're a realtor listening to this, all realtors are not created equal. All stagers are not created equal either. And if you invest, if you invest in yourself, right, in the education, continuing education, um, you bring so much more to uh, to your clients. Um, and I know and I know that's why, you know, you uh, uh, created the stagehomes.com for educate for advanced education to really put together a format, you know, um, um, for stagers, you know, that everybody could kind of kind of go by. Um, it's, it's really important. Uh, I feel really good about the business model that I built. I built it after what I did, my own career, and that's what formed my courses as far as for stagers and also for realtors and knowing how to educate a seller that they do need to stay. You know, Barb, that, that is key. Um, you know, uh, I haven't recently, but I used to teach um, before COVID um, continuing education classes um, for realtors on color as well as um, staging to sell. And the biggest, I, I remember taking a survey. I think I had a class of 37 or 38. It was a really big class at one time. And, and I went around the room to find out what are you hoping, you know, what is an aha moment you're hoping to uh, come away from this. And let's just, you know, let's put it up on the board and make sure we talk. I would say 80% of the ones that I surveyed said they wanted uh, to get some techniques and a better way of communicating to the seller to get them on board. Right, right, right. right. To get them on board. So I think that's what we do. And in, in, I know in, is in a big part is to help them, to arm them with tools, with statistics, um, whether it's left brain or right brain, you know, because sometimes it's the woman, she's like, oh, yeah, I watch HTV. Oh, yeah, I'm on board with staging. And the guy's right. like, yeah, I don't really think it works. Right. And yeah, so, right, right. so we have to speak to the right brain and the left right. brain to get them on board. But some really simple verbiage, I think, 
you know, um, which many of which I have learned from you. Let me tell you how I work. You do want to sell your home in as little as uh, time as possible for as much money. You know, get the head shaking. Right, you know, right, there's some right. simple verbiage techniques, you know, that I have learned along the way, you know, through this process that, um, that I think, you know, realtors can grab one or two that feels comfortable to them. Right, right. Because many times they, they are like, I think they're just like, oh, like you said, for your first client that well, oh, gosh, no, or your realtor first realtors back in the day. Oh, I could never do that. I'll upset them. They're just so happy to get the listing you know, that they don't mention staging. And I had a conversation, actually, I went to a broker open a beautiful condo that we uh, staged um, for this gal in the area. And she was talking about just that thing that, you know, she believes in staging, she got eight homes from this guy. Um, and I know who the realtor is, but he's pretty much a, you know, uh, list it and forget it. You know, type thing. Yeah, wow. And yes, the market's good, but do really do we want to play with our seller's equity and not milk every right. dollar out for them? You know, and so you know th that's a sad story that this realtor lost eight homes. He came and did what I call the crawdad, like oh, oh, oh well, I could stage two, and it's he's like uh, too late. You never said. Uh, anything about staging and now that you're going to lose right. eight homes now you right. want to stage right so right right my my suggestion to realtors always is uh offer stage front even if they decline it even if they decline it at least when someone's in their ear after price reductions on the market too long and someone's like Really? Because I had ta-da stage my home. And we saw, they're like, well, what's staging? Or well, who, well, my realtor never said anything about staging, you know. Exactly. Um, right. And big egg on the face, right? Exactly. I've got a very smart realtor who he has like a list of, of things, you know, when he does his listing agreement. And he has them initial it, whether they are on right. board or not, right. one of which is staging. And, and I thought that was brilliant because if they That's decline it, yeah, right. because if they decline it, because, you know, they won't remember six months down the road with no offers and price reductions uh, and they get someone in their ear talking about staging, he can say, well, Mr. Seller, right here, you did decline it, but that's okay. It's better to do it early, but it's never too late. Let's get you staged. But at least he's not going, uh, bidi, bada, bada. Right. <laughs> Well, I, I, I totally support that and agree. I started that many years ago in my own work because uh, there's too much risk for all parties. And what is really important in my view, in addition to everything that you said, which is wonderful, is how do you really want to work as a realtor, as a real estate agent? How, how do you want to work? Because do you really want your reputation to be that you have homes that are messy and not prepared for sale because word spreads. And so Absolutely. the word that spread about my listings were you can show barbs anytime because you just knock on the door if you want, because they always look so fabulous. Well, it's called, and I came up with all this verbiage, which is a part, I sure hope for, of the, you know, courses that are taught uh, that 
as you said, let me tell you how I work and to have professional policies. So I go in expecting them to stage and then educate them to the place where they beg for it. <laughs> and you have to start with a drip, 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 drip and build it up. And so I recommend don't even take a listing that's not staged because it affects you, your reputation. You will not earn as much commission. I don't care how hot the market is. It doesn't make any difference. Staging always brings more money. And it does in a hot market too. <laughs> and so- And Bob, don't you think today with the market being so hot, a lot of, well, I don't need, I don't need to stage. And it's like, well, I guess you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of branding those listings follow you when someone looks at your portfolio your oh, body absolutely. of work and they see oh, that you stuck the sign up and put it in mls and prayed someone else sold it you didn't lift a finger have a broker open to stage it um you know market it i mean staging right. in my opinion and i know you echo this is the most powerful strategic marketing tool you can have in your tool bag <laughs> Well, it's it's true. And I, I've always said there's two things that sell a home. One is staging and the other is price. And yes. the most important of these to me is staging. Because yes. staging affects the price and no matter what the market's doing. And there have been lawsuits, Kat, uh, where uh, two homes, this was in Minneapolis, I believe. Uh, it's been a while back, but still it's as live today as it would be. Uh, then and or would have been then and so they're in the record books <laughs> is that you know two homes same builder same floor plan they were about a block and a half apart from each other one was staged one wasn't they both sold however the one that wasn't staged didn't sell for as much and so later when the moving vans were coming and the two owners just happened to because they were at the same time pretty much were walking around the neighborhood just saying goodbye. They ran into each other and the one seller said to the other, I don't understand. I heard your house sold for more money. And I, we have the same floor plan. We have both fence backyards, blah, blah, blah. And so the other seller said, well, did you stage? What's that? Well, did your agent not talk to you about staging? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, let me share with you, this other seller that didn't stage got so mad, he sued the agent, sued the company. No, it's true. Really? And more than once this has happened. And the judge ruled that, so help me God, God knows, I'm telling the truth, that they were required to pay a percentage of the difference between because the judge determined that as a marketing tool, this realtor and company had not fulfilled the whole duty of off offering all the things to the seller wow. that could help them make the most money. They, wow. the, the, the gentleman agent hadn't even brought it up and uh, there was nothing. So I, I have said for years, you're going to take a listing this on stage, you better have them sign a letter, I want a whole letter that says we were offered this, blah, blah, blah. We uh, fully understand what staging means, blah, blah, blah. And it's really, I had an attorney come up with that for me. Oh my God, that's way back. That, that's wow. way back in the 80s. <laughs> and, then, 
in the nineties, early nineties. And so um, it, it really made all the difference in the world. And a divorce took place also. And the woman wanted to uh, stage and the husband didn't. Mm. And so the court came before the, this case came before the court and this was in California in the Bay area. And the judge said, I don't never heard of this. What is staging? Cause that's what she wanted. They were settling this divorce, but they didn't get settled because he said, I need to research all this. We're going to meet back. It was about two weeks later when I read the case that he came back and he said to the husband, I have researched this and do you want less money? Or do you want more money? Well, of course, he said, he said more money. Well, the way to do that is from everything I've researched as the judge, you need to have it staged. So I am um, decreeing or ruling or whatever they say in the uh, view of your wife, this house that you both currently own shall be staged and then it will be split up the, you know, the dollars accordingly. However, he banged that gavel. <laughs> there was a there was a ASP stager that was there that heard it. This is how I found out about it and said this shall take place. And I knew then that we were really we were really coming to really on to something. Well, Barb, you, you certainly were in the. I mean, obviously, you know, you you birthed the industry and and stuck in there really when. You know, I, I know you're very involved in Europe with the International Association of Home Staging Professionals, right. and and they're about are they still about ten years or a few years or I mean, you know, they're having a, still a, an uphill battle um, in you know that part of the world, um, and I don't know if they have HDTV. Certainly, back when you were. Uh, hitting the ground, there was no HDTV where people at least were. Well, yeah, I know it has to look good. Yeah, I watch HDTV. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, it's um, you know, uh, Europe is it, depending on the individual because uh, really the countries, as you know, are all varied as far as how far staging is advancing. And what country is the most advanced? Would you say, uh, in your in your opinion? Well. Uh, I want to answer that. And yes. as, as with that, I also want to say their curve is going to be a lot shorter than mine. From sure. 1972 until uh, I had a pat down, because <laughs> that was my way of asking uh, when I would fly, have you ever heard of home staging? Because you don't get to talk to the people putting the things through the belt. But when they pat you down, you get to talk to them. Because <laughs> yeah. if you have uh, artificial parts in your heart, like I do, and right. so uh, I would say, and they'd say, I never heard of that. What's that? And one day in San Jose, California, this woman is patting me down. And I said, I ask every single person, no matter who patted me down, whether it was New York, Miami, LA, San Francisco, Kansas City, or Seattle. And they would say, no, no. And this woman in San Jose said, oh, yeah. My sister had just done that in San Francisco to her house. I thought, yeah. Hallelujah. That was, that was in 1995 hmm. in the San Jose airport. And so from 72 to that is a long time. And oh. uh, I really ask people, not so much, uh, probably sounds egotistical. I just, I know what I don't mean it that way. When you have 
anyone listening is a stager, someday that just doesn't seem like it's going your way, I want you to think, please, gee, Barb was the only stager in the world. And from 1972 till 1995, the pat down people, which is, you know, America, didn't really know what it meant, even though I had been on television, newspaper articles, uh, magazine covers, all that stuff. It's a drip, drip, drip. And that's a long time. And the same thing yes. is happening in Europe, but it's much more condensed because it is in newspapers, it's in magazines, it is on TV. They do know what HGTV is in uh, most of the countries. Sure. And I would say Italy is uh, one of the ones that is really uh, being progressive. Also Germany, very much so, those two. Also Spain, great things are happening in Spain. Also the UK, great things are happening. France, some. And uh, it depends on, you know, the vision in each area of what the stagers are conveying. It's their communication of sure. their level of educating. And so since the first page I had designed by a web designer for the first website in the world, stagetomes.com and then ihosp.com, people will say, what's your goal? What's your goal? And I, my goal is to stage the world. And I said that when the site designer in 19... Um, gosh, that would have been 1999, said to me, what? And I said, yeah, to stage the world. That's a lot. And I said, it'll happen in my lifetime. I know it's coming. And I named the International Association of Home Staging Professionals International because God gave me this vision. And I'm thankful to God and God's universe for this is that not to say national, it just didn't feel right to me. It was a feeling inside. It was like international. And I, some people poke fun at it, but that didn't last very long because I was able also to bring on Japan and uh, Italy and let's see, Hungary, Hungary yeah. four or five countries before, uh, you know, I sold my school and my corporation. And, you know, that was only five years ago. So it's not like I've been out of the network a long time uh, no i every day i work i work a full day every day and my joy is helping people i just spoke to a thousand russians uh for an hour to open their conference recently by zoom and people call me and the reason they call me i don't know the people i'm not calling them they call me as the creator of home staging they want to know the story they want to have advice from all the years of experience, humbly I share that. And absolutely, and why and why wouldn't they? And so, you know, that's in part how uh, how I wanted to kind of take the next couple of minutes because we're at about 34, 35 minutes. If you're watching this, share it. Uh, no matter what country, for folks who want to know, whether it's Russia, Italy, uh, Spain, Germany, um, Downey, <laughs> California, share oh, it. <laughs> share oh, it. So I know that you are a, a, a worldwide ambassador, I believe. I'm not sure of the official title, uh, but I know you're working very closely with all of the countries and you know, uh, keeping that education going and, and uh, mentoring so many countries you know, through that. Um, is there anything on the horizon um, uh, beyond that that you'd like to share with us um, that, that um, on the next level that you'll be um, doing in the, uh, 
having to do with staging or maybe something else? Well, I've wanted for many years, I had a feeling, uh, I wanted a day to celebrate home staging and it just didn't feel right. Uh, and I was just ready to announce, God knows, uh, and COVID came. And I thought, well, to get everybody together as an industry around the world during COVID is not really maybe going to happen with everything going on. So my inner knower, I call it, uh, which is, I believe, your link with the energy, the divine, the universe, with really the creator, really nudged me big time that this was the time. And I, no one ever asked me, Kat, all these years, what day did you invent home staging? And that's okay. I didn't really expect them to ask. And as I wrote uh, a comment to back to Sandra Holmes with uh, her Lux business in Florida and as a trainer uh, for stagedhomes.com, um, I wrote, you know, I thought, well, what day am I going to pick? I don't even know what day, what month do I put it in? And I thought, as I told her, no one ever asked me. And I, I really did think, should I have done this sooner? People would have thought, oh, she made that up. And I don't think most people would think that, but there are some, believe me, in today's world that might have. And I've always said, and you've heard me, this is a gift from God. I even said that already here. I've said that from day one. And so I thought to pick a day is not giving credit where credit's due. Because credit to me goes back to the Almighty. Um, I really feel blessed to have this concept come through me. And I think the message is really love because it's really about loving each other and caring for each other. And when we lovingly go in as stagers and change the environment, it, it, it really changes people. Mm -hmm. I've had, I've had uh, children who's uh, got off Ritalin because of staging their room. Uh, without going into the story, one young man that was six years old hadn't spoken in a year. I just told this story to a reporter, it's the honest to God truth, and st uh, staging the house, he never spoke. And I thought, well, you know, it's okay. It's, okay. it's always okay, whatever's going on. And the day that, um, that I staged it and the mother and the child came back because the father wasn't um, in the family anymore, he was in jail. Um, when I, we came down the hall, cause she loved everything, the little boy didn't say anything. And this should give us all goosebumps. It certainly did me, I had tears. As we come to the doorway of his room, uh, she would ask him things along the way and he'd make a little motion. That's all he would do, six. And so we come to the doorway and he, st I, I, I didn't touch him. I said, uh, perhaps he'd love to see his room. And she took her hands and moved him just a touch, you know, to the doorway. And he stopped there almost like frozen. And I will never forget as long as I live. And then he looked at his mother and said, it's all better now. <laughs> and I got a call from her that evening. And she said, you might wonder what took place today in front of you. And I said, well, I'm here for anything you'd like to share. I was just honored to be with your son and you. 
my ex-husband molested and had incest with my son in that room as his bedroom. And he's now in jail. And he has not spoken one word in mm. the last year. Mm. And Barb, what you did in this room, my little boy said his very first words in a year. Oh. How old was he, Barb? Six. I, I was very six. Oh. And that's just one of many stories I could share. Mm -hmm. And how could I not say staging's love? Staging, staging is love. love. You know, Marv, I, I had the pleasure and honor of uh, sharing the same stage with you at the first IHOSP in, in Rome. And I and I tell people this because, you know, I, I know most of all your barbisms. I've memorized most of your barbisms, um, as I call them. But you had talked about, and it was such a poignant reminder that um, staging creates emotion and of course that being the highest emotion is love and if if you're out there staging and or you know designing staging to dwell or to sell and you think it's just fluffing pillows and going through some furniture placement it isn't it isn't no. you know um my story isn't as heart heart touching as this little boy that just brings tears to my eyes on that but i i was just the other day at a design client and her first home, um, and I, I couldn't wait, you know, uh, past the consultation. I said, do you mind if I just move this table? She had it shoved up against the windows. I said, can I just show you what proper placement does? It was an open concept, beautiful table, uh, you know, uh, wood planks that she had custom made, but it was all shoved up against, um, I think you call them the money makers <laughs> if you're selling. And so we placed it in, the, and I said, now come over here at the front door because it was an open concept. And I said, I want you to just look at, oh my God, I wished I had her on camera. She was like, oh my gosh. Right, oh right, my right. gosh, it feels so inviting now. It's a big deal. It is it's a big deal. deal. You know, to bring joy, yeah. whether it's to heal. I mean, that was, you know, Staging is emotion. Staging is love. In the case of that little six-year-old boy, a staging was healing, you know. Healing and, and life-changing. Yes. Healing and life-changing. And, you know, even without uh, that story, these stories, buyers come in and say, I love it. And sellers say, I love what you did. Why didn't we do this before? Why didn't we think of it is what they say. And the agents say, oh, I love this. And it affects the economy. It makes it better yes. in the neighborhood. And I do feel that I need, uh, I want to complete, because you asked me, which I so appreciate, the story of when did I invent staging. And this house where all I shared that happened um, that day, because you so kindly asked, it was my birthday and we had this dinner coming as I had shared. And I thought, well, it's not far away. I'll just go and see it. And that takes me back to how you had me share the story. And I thought I've got to give credit because it was that day on my birthday in the afternoon that that took place. And later that night, I thought, you know, maybe I think something, something special happened today. I never knew those words were going to come out of my mouth. 
I have all the theater experience, but I hadn't connected it. Yeah. That. And to me, I said on the night of my birthday, that was a gift God gave me. And I've been saying that ever since. And now I think I'm old enough that I can share that it was <laughs> on my birthday without somebody doubting it. And if they do doubt it, that tells you about them. Not that tells you about them. No, we're, I, I'm uh, yeah, excited. I, I, I'm sure you look back and go, oh my gosh, it's been 50 years and what a time to celebrate. I don't have my golden thumbs up, but I do have, a, I'm going to call it platinum. My platinum thumbs up. Awesome. <laughs> and, awesome. And, and so so world, worldwide, I don't know if we mentioned it. So yeah, you no, have it. on worldwide staging oh. day. So I surprised everyone. And yes. felt as the creator of home staging and I've flown over a million miles, I've uh, taught taught over 30,000 hours and then some I've given um, oh thousands and thousands of seminars uh, hopefully people would trust that as long as I'm here I still have an impact on the industry and I, I, I work with the industry every single day and I want people to know that and so it's really important that we bring the industry together Every stager, every, any association, all associations, any agent, anyone listening to this, it's time that the industry of staging is celebrated. And so it's a day to celebrate every year here forward, January 9th. And I ask you all to carry that on for many, many millenniums to come and to, to celebrate yourself celebrate your talent celebrate as a stager your business celebrate with another stager celebrate as an association don't don't stand in the corner i really know that if any association you can name any of them that said well we'll do a special day someday or we'll make our own the others would not participate with you it's true not everybody because they would resent Oh, it's that group or that group. It's why it had to be myself as the creator of it so that no one is left out. The entire industry. No it's matter. inclusive. It's inclusive, Barb. And yeah, I, I'm I'm so uh, anti-club mentality. You know, uh, it, it really Good doesn't matter what association. Yeah, or what association, what affiliation. You right. know, if I want to bring it, us together. Yes. I want the associations to come together. I want all stages to come together. And even if you're not in the town where it is, celebrate and give a luncheon for your clients. Celebrate your clients. Associations. I wrote this in the document that I put up for the, on the link on Facebook is that celebrate your members, for heaven's sakes. Give services on the staging day unique to your association. I wrote all yes. this out for yes. And read. I'm going to reread that, but that's been on my heart, Barb. Um, you know, is yeah, yeah. I told my team, I said, you know, we don't have to wait for Worldwide Staging Week. We we, we can we can be service oriented. Tada by Cat's team, yes. you know, a couple times a year, or you know, yes. and why not on. January 9th, Worldwide Staging Day would be a perfect time to to yeah. give, you know, 
uh, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, you know, I want to carry on that, um, please, that please, community please, connectedness, please. that community right. giving, you know, because, you know, stagers are, they have a heart, you know, and talent and they're giving their time, their talent, yes. their education. Um, and you know what, what you don't give away, you don't get back, you know, give girl, you are a thousand percent correct, sweetheart. I applaud you. I applaud you. I love the love in you, Kat. I do. I love oh. the love. Well, and that's what drew me to you, Barb, that through the years, I've just said, this is when I would hear you talk, it's like, that's more than learning about staging. That's talking to my heart. That's talking well, to my heart. Thank yeah. you, sweetheart. And what you do for your team, what you do for your clients, love, I know, is the foundation for you. It doesn't mean that we're all rushing up and kissing, smishing, all that stuff. <laughs> it, it means <laughs> the attitude we have, a loving attitude, the care, a loving, caring attitude, a loving, caring, patient, unconditional, loving to listen and help them. Because either a person, and this is one of my principles I wrote in my latest book, either a person is extending love to someone or they're asking for love. And they ask in the craziest ways mm. sometimes. They don't, mm. some people don't know how to say, I really would love your love and support or I need that. Instead, they throw, they throw swords or little teeny thorns or they behave in ways that don't seem to make sense to us. It could be a relative. It could be a neighbor. It could be your child. It could be your spouse. It could be, it's either. They're hurting. Yeah. They're hurting. Yeah. They don't know how to express it. And either yeah. they're giving love or they're asking, sometimes yelling <laughs> through the actions, but they're not saying, I want your love or I need it. They're throwing darts. And that's a real important thing for looking at the world these days and looking at, you know, individuals and we don't know what's in their mind. However, we never know that. However, actions can show many times the expression for wanting more love, needing more love, wanting to be recognized, or they're extending it to you. And I love it. I love it. You know, random acts of uh, of kindness, right? You know, but you 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 made such a, a you know a poignant point, and that is some of the people that you know you, you would just flop it off as oh they're negative or they're this and that they're really hurting, right. like you said they're they're really needing right. they're right. really needing love even more because they're hurting and you know right. let's face it the the world has a lot of hurt so um, it's the truth it's the truth yeah yeah so. On a, on a positive note, I'm going to be celebrating on January 9th. I'm going to come up with something that our team can do to, to break in the, the new year and really celebrate the, the beauty, um, you know, and emotion and art um, of this beautiful, beautiful industry um, staging, whether to sell or to dwell, because it really does bring joy. It do, really does share love. It really does change lives, economy, people, emotions, little tiny hearts. Um, it's so much. And thank you, Barb, from the bottom of my heart uh, for being the mother and birthing this wonderful industry. Um, and I'm excited to see where the next 50 years 
uh, go. And thank you again for joining me, sweetheart. I'm well, thankful, thankful, thankful for you. I'm thankful, thankful, thankful for you. And you are the future of staging. All of you that come from love and care. And I know you do from the bottom of your heart. To me, you are all the future of staging. And may our actions and our words and our love support each other as stagers and the industry at large because we're in this all together. For we're in it all together, and it's super exciting. Thank you, Barb. We've gone longer. I hope you watched the whole thing. We're at 52 minutes, and so just some great information. I can never chat for 20 minutes with Barb. Um, Barb, thank you again, sweetheart. And I'm going to sign off here. This will be on YouTube, so within 48 and hours. I'm What's that? I'm putting yes. it on my site. Yes, did you, did you get the last one? Did Jeff send you the last one? Okay, we'll send them both to you. Um, by the way, if we haven't met, I'm Kat Trulinos with Ta-da by Kat Next Level Staging and Design. Hopefully you know who I am. And you met Barb, the mother of, of the staging I they know you. Are you kidding? <laughs> and share this video. Stay hopeful. Stay positive. If you're not there, then be hopeful, be positive and stay connected or be connected. And thank you so much for connecting with me and Barb today. Have a super, super weekend. Go out and do something amazing because y'all are amazing. <laughs> Namaste.